This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Greetings. This is Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm about to have a conversation. I, Master Plo, have you heard of this conversation? Yes, Kotor Obi-Wan. You're listening to Star Wars Conversations here indeed. Welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I'm Pat, and this is Banter Fodder. A long time ago, in a van on the way to Orlando, a couple of nerds had a series of conversations. <laughs> this is the second, second Dominic Pace episode. And we are so happy to have you on. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, Dominic. Thanks for having me, guys. A really exciting time uh, in, in my little uh, timeline here of, of the tour. Uh, this will be my first appearance tomorrow in San Diego on the mainland. Uh, so extremely excited. Uh, we are pushing the envelope almost to a fault. Uh, you know, as the old saying is, you know, uh, be so bold they can't ignore you. Uh, I think we're at that point. I don't know if I'm excited about it or scared to death. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, you know, bounty hunters don't travel in packs. We're going to go and give 110%. And if uh, the mouth ears say, hey, you know, look, this is getting bigger than we expected. I'll stop, but uh, really, I think we're making history here. That's the, well, I mean, the the one thing that I really, well, there's several things, but the one thing that really captivates me about you, Dominic, is your just tenacity and going after it and, and working hard for everything you get and just uh, not necessarily proving, you know, you're, you know, worth it or whatever, but just seeing what you want and going for it and, and not backing down. I, I appreciate it. And I also would like to clarify, if you don't mind, this is my first interview since uh, uh, a series of uh, situations have happened. I, I, this whole campaign has ultimately been for the, the goodness of not only the franchise, but also for Disney. This is not for my own self, the self-serving uh, uh, needs. This, you know, all of the fan art that has been created from illustrations to people creating Legos to people creating Black Series, it's not to... Uh, kind of go off on our own Disney Studios, it's to show, wow, you know, if you guys remember, Lucas invented the 1985 rarity of these these figures that are 400, 500, 600, I mean, the thousand dollars for a monomon who literally was chilling up against the wall in the freaking canteen, you know, Jabba's palace. So, I mean, here I am, I'm in a couple, I'm in a couple episodes, and look, at the end of the day, let's call it what it is. You know, yes, I want them to create I want to be the blue snaggletooth. I want to be the Amanamon, the yak face. And what better guy, I think, that has this level of passion, this level of enthusiasm, but for them to run with it. You know, seven months ago, I had Marvel, uh, you know, that was excited and they were pitching, not for my, you know, fan fiction, but for them to to grab a hold of Gecko. Bumble Pop was doing it. Geeky Tiki's this week is all over it. And we might get some good news there, but this is not, the whole fan fiction is to just show them, hey, look, you know, this, we've got a following. You guys go ahead. I'm literally serving up the ball. You guys go ahead and spike it. This is not for me to just run with my own Dominic Pace show. It really ultimately is for Disney and for Star Wars to say, hey, people love this guy. Throw him in there every which way you can. Why not get 15% of all the autograph sales and also work with all the charitable organizations 
on countless, countless uh, charities uh, for so many great causes around the country. I, I think it's just a win-win-win all around. Um, but I just wanted to make that clear because obviously we got a, <laughs> we had such a showing in Hawaii. I couldn't believe, you know, the, the, the store owner kept telling me, he's like, look, you know, I, you got to bring more. I got to bring more. You're going to sell out. I promise you. And I said, there's no way. I said, I'm, I'm freaking, uh, literally you blink your eyes. And I, you know, I mean, as much as, you know, I love Gecko and, and people love Gecko. There's no way I'm going to have this Ray Park draw. And lo and behold, you know, not only did I, I have an amazing showing, but also at the same time, we got there. To, what is it? I think an Empire Strikes Back. He said, "It's a good bet the Empire knows you're here. <laughs> they know we're here now. So we're just at the brink. I'm sorry, just right at the start of this this 60 comic book store tour, where I'm planning to do a tremendous amount of good for a lot of these mom and pops that have been hurt. I, I was able to contribute over twenty five thousand dollars, specifically right in their pocket. You know, we're not I mean, as much as we love the you know, the stimulus checks and the unemployment, et cetera, to, to give us a little boost. A lot of these mom and pops and also a lot of 99% actors, we don't want that help. We just want to get out there and hustle. We want to show who we are. And I think, you know, it, it, if anything, I think this is going to make quite a documentary in maybe about 10 years. And it's going to be Gecko in quotes, the bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's certainly the point of it. You know, like the, you have the allure of the character. You have Star Wars as a massive franchise. Um, with a passionate, rabid fan base that explores the secondary and tertiary characters. And we all want to know that story. And you're enveloping that uh, life of the character. But what, what's so good about what you're doing is you're translating that to small business. You're going out there and you're giving people a chance to get back out there after the tough year that we've had a year and a half maybe, uh, of being at home alone or home with family, but giving people a chance to go out and have a have a bit of sense of normalcy again, but also bringing attention and fans and money to small businesses across the U.S. And when you talk about stimulus checks and unemployment, we talked about this in our first interview with you. Small business is the backbone of this country, and it keeps people employed, and it keeps the local economies humming along. And that's both Pat and I love that aspect of what you're doing, you know, beyond the Star Wars story and Gecko, it's that passion for your fellow person that really uh, is a fantastic story. I received an indirect email earlier this week, and it was uh, basically from um, a lot of the charitable organizations and Disney. And I, I just wanted to be very clear and transparent uh, with Disney right away and also Lucasfilm. And I emailed them right away and I said, hey, just if you weren't aware in terms of what's been going on, let me let me just make it clear. I know, you know, and I think last year they were like, oh, you know, great. One of the, you know, the side of the sea guys, you know, is, is out there and he's, he's promoting the brand. He's promoting the franchise. And then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, 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 this is getting this is getting big. But let me just tell you the good news. The good news is they would have, I think, been on me five minutes after I sent that email and said, dude, you know, look, we, we got to slow down. I would like to believe and I'm only forming these conversations in my head that John and Dave really are genuinely fans. They know that I'm genuinely a fan. They know my passion, my enthusiasm, and they know that this is for the betterment of not only the character, all in good spirit, as well as with the, with the entire franchise and also for what you're saying. You know, the other, other beautiful thing for me is that we talk about all these inspirational stories as well through Star Wars. And for me, I find so many parallels to the bounty hunter, uh, similar to what you're saying in regards to small businesses, in regards to you know, the mom and pop or, the, or you know, the, the the single mom just trying to get by. And there's a lot of parallels to this character in terms of my career. You know, Gecko in many ways, you don't have to be a, a Gecko, the bounty hunter. You can be a guy in the mailroom. You can be a guy, 
you know, maybe a busboy or the bar back who says, you know what, I want to try to make a little something more of myself. And we all know, those of us who've been around the corporate world for a long time, you want to sit there and you politely, you know, go to your agent and you politely tell them to email, uh, you know, Sarah Finn over at, uh, at Lucasfilm or Marvel, you know, say, hey, you know, I'd love to get an opportunity because, hey, look what's happening. You know that it falls on deaf ears. So what a unique situation, a historic situation for a performer to go out there and not go to the production, but to go to the fan base and to go to the small businesses and say, hey, this is who this guy is, and then have it reverberate to back to the production to where you already have that impact, you have that following, you have that fan base, and, and hopefully something magical will happen. We won't know, uh, you know, obviously I, I'm going nonstop until September 1st. And then at the end of the day, you know, it, it does come to a certain point where you say, hey, I've done everything I possibly could. But if this tour is anything like Hawaii, and again, I've never been to the big island in my life. And the, 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 I mean, it must have been 100 people deep. It was absolutely insane. Um, I think we're going to have a great time. By the way, also, you know, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. I'm driving right now. I've got a Nissan Versa. I'll be having a Nissan Versa in September. <laughs> my son, my 15-year-old son is a straight-A student. And for me, we come from that world to where, you know, as parents, we need to be responsible for our kids. We can't blame the system for, and, and tell them they have to pay for a college education. And I know that's a, a subjective topic. But for me, this is all for my son, to be honest with you. And I, I swear to you, uh, the whole thing is for his college tuition. So we're hoping uh, to get that little nest egg because we do believe if you want to get it done in this country, you've got to get it done yourself. And, and not, you know, we can finger point a million ways. I can finger point for the last couple of years as, as one of the 99% actors and say, hey, I don't have this opportunity or, hey, I'm not with that agency, so I can't get that chance. But I'm, I'm getting out there and I hope that my actions will, will reflect in terms of what I mean, in terms of being genuine. And also as far as getting it done yourself and not making excuses. Yeah, I think that what's resonated with us with the last tour is you took your son with you and and kind of, you know, took that as an opportunity to get away, to see see places, see some small town America and, and kind of the 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 way America runs. You know, my my father's run a, a small business for 50 years now. And it's you know, it's that sort of thing that everyone can identify with. And you're showing him firsthand. Yeah. And really just kind of saying, look, you know, in real life, you don't get given things. You have to earn them. And this is what these people, these small businesses are working hard for. This is what I'm working hard for. And this is what you need to work hard for. And I think that's been, that's been really, I mean, something that Charles and I have talked about since our last talk with you is just the, the dedication that you have with, with, you know, showing him that reinforcing that aspect of, Look, you know, life is out there. It's available for everybody. You just have to decide what you need to do to take it and work hard for it. Absolutely. Without question. Uh, that's, you know, again, you know, a lot of us don't have life insurance policies, but I think ultimately the most important thing is, you know, to leave our children with these pearls of wisdom. And the one thing is, is most importantly, again, get it done yourself to leave your kids with that survival instinct to teach your kids, hey, get out there and, and believe in yourself. You know, you think about the, the, the parallel between um, your son and teaching him the drive and the, the passion for taking life into your hands and making something out of it. You can relate that to Star Wars in that, you know, Luke was strong in the force. Well, you, you can help you, the next generation be strong in drive. And look what happens with that. Once once you have that plan, once you have that drive to do things, you can take down that Death Star and that the correlations are extremely strong 
And, uh, you know, who, what better franchise to align yourself with, with the, the good over the evil and staying on the right path, but also then make that part of real life. You know what? Guess what? You can do this in real life as well. Go take down that Death Star. Go get that job that you want or get that education or get that, that training that you want to better yourself. Right. Or, you know, another perfect saying was with Yoda, judge me by my size, do you? Judge me by my screen time, do you? Judge me by my income. Judge me by my color, by my gender. No, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show you. And and I don't want you to hand me anything. I want to go out there and just do the best that I can. And I want you to believe in me because of my passion, because of my talent and because of my enthusiasm. And that's also uh, hopefully the, the powerful message that I, I hope it's not only for my kids, but I hope for many, many uh, people, if, if Disney uh, so chooses, because I, I can only do so much. There's a certain point where, again, they need to take the ball, but I don't think there's been any performer that has served it up so well. The only thing is, as we know in corporate world, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, it's gone with the wind. You know, they'd open the, the movie where nobody says quit in time until I say quit in time. <laughs> and a lot of us, uh, corporations, they say, you know, you're not saying a darn thing. You know, you go back to being a PA or you go back to being a third teamer. Um, but you never know. Hopefully uh, this will be a, a very inspirational story where it will be the first Star Wars performer to motivate the universe. Yeah. And it's, you know, with the uniqueness of the character, it's really um, something that they've done well for 40 years with, you know, interesting character designs. And then like, here's this guy that you just you see him and you're like, oh, man, he looks cool. You yeah. know, and then you're like, I wanna, I, and then and then I want to. I want to see him more. I want to know more about him. And then you, and then you have fans. I've spent countless hours, um, you know, creating, you know, fan type stuff. Um, and so I, I get the whole desire to, to explore that when it's not explored officially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then all of that, like with the, the comics and then, and then the, the Legos and all this stuff is just, it's really very, very cool and very, very creative. Thank you so much. So what ended up happening was, you know, and I don't think it necessarily was due to Gina, um, but it had to do with just the fact that they want to completely keep, uh, keep a tight leash on all of the characters from the Mandalorian. They want to, you know, obviously it's heading in a certain timeline, but I was like, man, I <laughs> You know, are you really you're really going to give Gecko a loving uh, a love affair with, you know, Greedo or Greedo's wife? You know, I mean, what the hell? You know, so I, I mean, after that, you know, and again, you know, the, the head writer of, of Bounty Hunters, he was, he was so let down. And obviously so was I. But the fan base that we gathered since uh, that tour last year with the 50 stores, there was mm-hmm. just a great guy. I mean, these these amazing, passionate fans came out of the woodwork and they said, dude, uh, you can do your own fan fiction. I mean, you have the following and obviously it's Bounty Hunters. Um, and again, you know, complete disclaimer, this is not, you know, a Lucasfilm um, uh, a piece, but just the fan fiction alone. And you're not selling the comic, you're selling your autograph. And you go ahead and you get out there and you support small business again. That's where we're at. But like I said, hopefully this will uh, put the nail in the coffin. Uh, not in a bad way, but hopefully a good yeah. way of uh, them saying, hey, look, man, you, you busted your butt and, and you helped a lot of people. You helped all our charitable organizations. Uh, we want to take this to the next level for you. So when yeah, you think yeah. back about your first tour, um, you probably mentioned a lot of the key points right there. You're meeting people, helping small business, um, uh, helping the 501st and all these charitable organizations across the U.S. We are still somewhat in the middle of the pandemic. And I can only assume that four, five, six months ago when you started planning what you're going on right now, it wasn't an easy decision to make that call. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and do it again. I know that the world could still be... Uh, in a COVID place that's challenging, 
what drove you to want to go back out on tour again? Um, it, it really was from the reception. I, I mean, you know, Iowa, I, I didn't stop for five hours and I couldn't believe it. I, wow. I mean, look, let's, let's call it what it is. I mean, you know, again, <laughs> I mean, literally within, uh, I mean, you've got episode one and three, I mean, literally less than one minute screen time. Again, this is a, a franchise where you have Will Rowe Hood, um, but the reception <laughs> and also the amount of, uh, you know, of, of, of good that I was able to do, it felt good to help a lot of these people who help themselves in our country. I am so inspired by them day in and day out, because again, I I just, I came from a background like a a majority of the country to where we just don't make excuses. You get out there and get it done. Um, Mm -hmm. I I just really with Disney kind of, I I felt like it was a blessing, even though they didn't say anything, I felt like almost like it was almost a green light of saying, what do you got? You know, what, what's what, mm-hmm. what's going on? Because obviously, you know, we're, we've been a professional actor for 20 years. It's not like some kid fresh off the boat from, you know, Toledo or something like that to where, you know, we're just going in and just kind of winging this. Um, you know, we obviously have a very solid, legitimate IMDb behind us. Uh, and if anything, you know, I think that if they think, you know, helping them brand, I mean, we're out there promoting the show. Uh, I said, well, God, I said, if this kid, you know, I, I said, if I'm going to do it, though, it's not going to be with photos again. It's got to be with something to, to give, you know, to pull the fans in a little bit more, to add to a little bit more of the lore. And the biggest thing that I, I would, you know, I gathered from the first tour was people just having their love of the backstory in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and again, we're pushing the envelope because anything past the photo, you've got to be really careful. But I said, let me go ahead and take the risk. And then if they say to pull back the reins or say to stop, I, I'm going to stop. This is not something to where, again, we're, we're trying to go behind their back. If anything, you know, we want to meet the Empire straight on. Uh, and and, uh, and let them know exactly what, what we're about to do. Um, and again, the other motivation, is like I mentioned, my son, I can't tell you how proud I am of him. I, I was a BC student, more or less. I was heavily involved in sports and student council. This kid is a straight-A student. He's going to a prep school at UCLA. Um, he, he's, he's, he's aiming for Ivy League. And I said, if anything, if I want to start him out of debt uh, yeah. to get that uh, uh, nest egg for him, as much as I would love a muscle car and love a, a nice Dodge Charger, uh, if I can give that to my kids, we don't know how long we'll ever be here. Uh, that, to me, will complete my life for me. He's worked so hard in school. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure he gets it, he gets it on us because of your work ethic, I'm sure. But, um, you know, bringing it back to the fan reception, when you have um, uh, actors or personalities that are not reproachable, not approachable, it's um, it looks bad for them and for the franchise they represent. Absolutely. So for you to take that mindset of, of approachability and, and, and going around and, and just, you know, being so active in the fan community and, and being willing to, you know, again, do what it takes to kind of, um, you know, present this character to the world and, and, and yourself and these other projects you're doing and everything um, really can give fans a, a, peace of mind in their appreciation for the franchise and for you and for Gecko and, and all your other projects as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. I also just a note, I don't charge for selfies. Um, you know, everybody's going through a difficult time. We had actually a couple situations in Hawaii where there'll be even a family of four. I, I recall in Iowa, uh, my heart was broken in, uh, in Baltimore last year with his kid. It just, it literally, I, I couldn't give him enough at the table because I, he literally kept, uh, he wanted me and I only tried two times to keep trying his card. And I said, how emotional is this that he would spend his last $25 on me? I said, please, I said, don't, don't worry about it. Let me take care. 
but I don't charge for selfies. But you bring up a really good point. The one way that I've been able to capitalize in terms of this character kind of taking on a new uh, meaning and not to knock my peers, um, but, but it's hard to respect some of them when I hear stories uh, to where they don't even lift their head up um, to where if you want to get your Funko Pop sign, uh, they'll jump their autograph price from $60 to $300 uh, to charge $60 for a selfie. For me, if you want to take a picture with me, I'm honored that you would want to show off that you got to meet me. Uh, so, yeah, I actually capitalize off of that because I think a lot of uh, Hollywood actors at all different levels are a little bit out of touch. You know, that was the other thing, too. And it's hard not to get bitter uh, if, if sometimes when I think about them being more concerned with this campaign than actually wanting to be helpful. When, you know, again, I, I'm sure all the A-listers had great intent of singing shiny, happy people and imagine in their $12 million mansions. But at the end of the day, these mom and pops are freaking losing their business. Yes. You, know, you want to go out there and you want to sit there and you're freaking singing to people who are freaking, they can't even get put bread and freaking milk on the table. And you're sitting there in the Madonna in her freaking bathtub saying how we're all one. Get the hell out of here. Right. Get the hell out of exactly. here. You know, exactly. get out there and, and go ahead and do a freaking complimentary signing and give all the freaking uh, money because you've got $20 million in the bank uh, to, to, to the small business, you know? So, so we're... <laughs> We're capitalizing on it, but we're capitalizing on it in a great way um, because basically it, it, I think Hollywood has lost touch with just being good, genuinely good people. I love this guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Disney Plus, you know, fantastic entertainment, uh, you know, beyond just Star Wars. You're not only out there promoting small business and helping out the local people and, um, you know, charities and giving people a chance to get out and enjoy a character. You're also keeping uh, a character and a, a storyline of the Mandalorian alive. You know, you're you're keeping it part of a conversation, and that's a great thing as well because we're not going to have the Mandalorian for maybe another year and a half, two years, for all we know, depending on when that story comes out. So it's a great way as well of of keeping that the, fanning the flames of that story and keeping it current for the the fans. I, I appreciate you so much. I can't tell you how many days uh, I think about the 50-50 line with John and Dave. Uh, and, and I think about it where, you know, and we all been in corporations to where it could be one of two things. <laughs> and and I, I, again, I, unfortunately, I'm not the, the paisans with them where I can give them a call and say, hey, what do you think? Uh, but basically, you know, the fifth, one, one side of the coin is, hey, wow, man, you really killed this. And, and I, we can't even believe it because, I mean, we didn't expect anything of, of what, you know, or any character to actually have this kind of campaign. And then the other side, we've all been in that corporate world where you think you're doing going above and beyond and you get that letter from the district manager saying, dude, that is not your place. That is not your place to do that. <laughs> you know, I used to, one of my survival jobs used to be assistant manager at a restaurant. And I, <laughs> you're blessed and cursed being creative because yeah. you know the, the ones who get promoted to general manager are the sheep who just sit there. Oh, you know, I remember, my, I'll never forget it. My general manager, oh, I got write, written up the other day. I said, what you got written up for? He said, uh, oh, it was just this petty little thing. I said, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's OK. But, if you know, and, and he ended up getting promoted all the way up because you just you're the whipping boy. But sometimes when you're too creative, you get these letters from a corporate being like, dude, you, you can't do that. That's not your place. There's a rank in command. So it can right. go one or two ways. Mm. I literally have it in my head split down the middle. Um, but either way, I, I think, like I said, we're going to go ahead and and see if we can make him uh, uh, legendary by August, and then we'll just see where the chips lie. I can only do it for so long, but if it's anything, like I said, like the reception in Hawaii, uh, they, they can't not ignore this, uh, and hopefully in a positive way. 
Very cool. Man, that's exciting for us because we're um, in the Tampa area, and yes. uh, you're coming down there. So we're, you know, Emerald we're gonna. City, April, August seventh. Uh, August seventh. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So we'll be. Uh, we're. I mean, we're already excited for that because um, yeah. we'll be, we'll be there for sure um, to to catch up with you there. But um, it's just. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, I think we know that this tour is going to be successful. <laughs> and I think you're being um, a little humble about it because um, I think I think you'll be surprised at, at how successful it, it continues to be. Mm. No, no, absolutely. I, I just need to, you know, again, I, I was always under the impression that fan art and fan fiction is sort of fair game, especially when you're just selling your autograph. But but just make no mistake. And I just want to make it clear for the listeners and anyone listening from corporate. Um, that this all was a campaign in good spirit for the character and not to go behind anyone's back. Um, but that's my only hope. That's my only fear of them saying, hey, you know, if they if whatever they say, uh, I'm not sitting here and, and running to Mexico <laughs> after the tour. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I got all the money. I'm going. Sorry. <laughs> I screw you. I'm starting, I'm starting that Star Wars and Gecko Bounty story with with Turkish actors and, and, and bringing people from Dubai and I'm going to have the whole Star Wars franchise and I'm going to operate out of some uh, you yeah, know site <laughs> <laughs> and we'll sell it digitally online where you can scramble it for a hundred dollars each or something you know so that's the thing it's like it's not like I'm trying to run away here I just literally right. want them I want them to hopefully be on the up and up but I'd like to believe. Um, because they didn't send that email right away back and, and there's, it's been crickets. Um, they're, they're saying, Hey, you know, just like, uh, an audition, let's see what you got, go ahead and bring mm-hmm. it. And, uh, mm-hmm. then hopefully God willing, uh, you know, all the stars will align and, and, uh, we'll be with the franchise hopefully for a very long time. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've got our, you know, Pat and I, and a lot of Pat from what I've learned from him and his skill and his attention to detail cosplay, um, toys, uh, black series figures. I mean, we spent half of our time, you know, and hours on end recreating things for passion, for being a fan. And whether it's a scene recreation with uh, black series figures or literally mocking something up from nothing because we enjoy the franchise so much, that's the way we express ourselves. And like you said before, you got fan fiction that is a huge, huge culture on, uh, on the internet. And that's great, you know? Uh, you wanted uh, Kylo and uh, Ray to be alive together and and be man and wife and have their life together. Guess what? Go and write it, and thousands of people have. Fantastic. That's that's your thing. That's a great way of self expression, and it's all about um, you know from our perspective. Sure, are we you know are we playing with a large franchise and and sort of getting into uh, areas that they may not like? Yeah, but we're just we're just having fun with it because. It's what we do, but also it's it's also keeping that Star Wars story relevant to the people who love it. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. No, no, I just hope I hope their lawyers could uh, could accept that in terms of hey, I'm just having fun. You know? <laughs> I'm having a great time. Hold on, I gotta go to the bank. I can't. Like, this Disney cash. I can't. I can't even hold it anymore. Hold on. Hold on. I'm having a great time. You know what? I'll you back in September. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I ho- I really hope so. And and again, it just uh, it, it, I I told the writer uh, because they all did it, you know, gratis. I I told the writer and the illustrator. I said, if you guys are going to do this, let's make it gorgeous. And they really put a lot of quality into it. 
Uh, it's an amazing, amazing comic. Um, but again, like I said, it's there to serve up for them. And if anything, even if they want to uh, put their stamp on it and get the royalties or whatever, please do. This is not, you know, it, they, I want them to, you know, sort of uh, bring it to that next level, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, what an honor that would be for the for the writer and the and the artist to to have the the Lucasfilm stamp of like, yeah, this will fly. It's like, man, that'd be that'd be an honor too. Yeah, sure. it's, such a, it's so funny. This guy, his name was J.P. Faust from Maryland, and he's the first one who called me. Literally, when like I don't even think episode three was out, where I at least had more of my screen time, and he said, "Look, he said I'm just a diehard Star Wars fan. I'm a I'm a sub admin over at Wikipedia." Do you mind if I flesh out your species and your where you're from and everything else? He was so passionate, just like so many of the the amazing Star Wars fan base. And I said, please go right ahead. I said that's pretty awesome. Um, but then obviously we took it to a next level. And and uh, again, uh, hopefully again, it's an inspiring story of where you know due to COVID, due to everything else, you know. And again, hopefully everybody can sort of brainstorm in your own life. What can I do to be innovative? Uh, how can I be successful? How can I be creative and make this an opportunity? So um, th they helped me with it. And, and the fans have just been absolutely amazing there. But I have a lot uh, to be grateful for in, in J.P. Faust there. Yeah, fantastic. My uh, gosh. Yeah, that's awesome because you get to express, <laughs> you know, there's another fan who's, you know, reached out to you even before episode three came out. With That's how quickly your character hit the, the hearts yeah. of, the, of the Star Wars fans. That's fantastic. And, and you know that, I mean, we all know that Dave knows the, the popularity because he emphasized this in Clone Wars. He emphasized it in Rebels as far as making an entire Clone Wars episode on somebody who was seen at the uh, original cantina for literally two seconds. You know, we saw those episodes. So I think they know. I just think because now getting similar now to the Marvel Universe to where we're getting expanded to a point that it's like planet Earth, um, you know, it, it's not as uh, special. But I think we've got a little bit more uh, um, uh, of that up their sleeve in terms of or the power, the potency of those side characters as we're still fresh in the franchise. It's not, it hasn't been overblown yet, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the characters that, that have had, you know, like you said, less than a minute of screen time, like in the original trilogy. Now they're bringing those characters in to the sequel trilogy, prequels, and the, the television shows. So, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just it's it's this whole well that they can draw from that includes, you know, like Wookiees, like characters that like everyone knows. And then these obscure characters that's like, oh, let's see. Let's see what this guy's about. And let's see what, what that one's going through, you know. Yeah. And, and we've seen I mean, what Disney's uh, sort of format has been. I think the sequel trilogy, I think Solo sort of affected it in that, um, you know, let's just play it safe. Let's stick with Grogu. Let's stick with, uh, you know, Bo-Katan and, and Quail and, and uh, Mandalorian. But, I you know, the fans. How many Baby Yodas, I mean, even that, do you want to own? How many Black Series of Obi-Wan do you want to own? You know, to, coincidentally, I'm actually three away from the final 17, and I, I, I'm hesitant for each purchase because it's up in the $500, $600 uh, range <laughs> loot. Uh, so, I mean, it's yeah. just that's how special these these characters are, mm -hmm. and I think they still are special, especially, like I said, if you put it in the right hands of a performer uh, who has this level of passion and enthusiasm, um, I, I like I said, I hope they jump on it. But, you know, the clock's ticking because by next year, uh, there's going to be a tremendous amount of content. So we're hopeful we, we just get in there just like a blast door uh, escape, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, I like that. Um, so then um, in the meantime, you're kind of uh, exploring some other options. And uh, we watched um, 
your your latest uh, Amazon Prime film, right? Recently, yeah, Anonymous Killers. Exactly. We thoroughly enjoyed that movie. That was uh, fantastic. Not only was it like um, it was innovative. I, you know, my wife and I we watched it, um, and it, the the pacing was extremely different. It set things off in a different feel. It was, it had it had us immediately. It's like, okay, where's this going? You, really, really, really enjoyed that movie. What, what I loved about it, I mean, the director obviously has his own view in terms of the social justice system and, and, yes. and criminal system and such. But what I loved about it was I thought he left it open for um, the viewer and that, do you believe, you know, again, this question, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer in our country. I think that's how maybe we can come together by saying, hey, I appreciate your view, but look at this view as well um, yeah. in terms of the fact that, hey, you know, we make our own choices or, hey, you know, I didn't come from any opportunities. So this is the only way that I had a chance to get ahead or this is what the world did to me. So this is what I had to do in order to gain revenge. And, you know, right. some of the, uh, the the victims or the uh, the criminals, so to speak, you support and others you're like, hey, I'm not really buying that. But I thought he did an amazing job. The gentleman served 18 years in prison for a minor drug charge. Uh, my heart goes out to him um, and, and I could not have been more proud. Um, and I was honored, actually, that he included Italian-Americans in that that uh, whole topic, uh -huh. because it was a lot of people who did not come from advantage. But let me tell you this, uh, along with that, as far as, you know, not coming from an advantage, our, our ancestors and our grandparents and our parents taught us one thing and one thing only. The world doesn't owe you a damn thing. If you're going to get in trouble, it's going to be on you. Uh, but the world doesn't owe you anything. You got to get out there and you got to earn it. So I, I was sympathetic yeah. in terms of and, uh, you know, and appreciative that he brought in. Italians, I was just watching Sinatra's documentary saying, you know, in the 20s, considered lower than the Irish as far Absolutely. as the status. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it was a beautiful American uh, uh, view of just saying, hey, look, you, you come here with the opportunity, but you, we don't owe you anything. You come out here and you got to show your worth. Mm -hmm. And uh, to this day, that's what I'm trying to do. Well, as an Irishman that's uh, been adopted by an Italian guy, <laughs> look, I hear you. Um, and 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 watching your uh, your character's uh, sort of backstory in the film, I'm like that sounds like the stories my grandfather used to tell. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and yeah. then um, you know, I had I worked for my father's roof construction business for several years, and uh, you know, yeah, hearing hearing your language in the beginning of the film, I was like, all right, yeah, I can buy this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my grandfather, he was a, uh, you know, he was in the post office, and thank God everyone was legitimate. Uh, coincidentally, we were on the other side of it, where my great-grandfather, it's funny, because it would have been my same mentality as well, I probably would have been murdered as well, uh, but my great-grandfather was murdered by them because uh, oh, wow. they charged him twice for a paint job, and he said, there's no way, there's no way, uh, there's no way I'm, I'm uh, paying twice for a paint job, and they're all people, uh, and he ended up wow. getting killed, there was a black glove. Uh, at my great grandmother's uh, door, but um, that's just that wow. was the time back then. So, wow. you know, it is, but thankfully, um, you know, I, I, I was never, uh, it was third generation. My father was off the boat uh, from Calabria, not associated with any of that. But yeah, it's that's a dangerous, uh, uh, you know, circle of people but, and, because they, they handle things differently, as we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's, um, I'm glad that you've been, uh, uh, Away from all that, um, I think the um, a, a more terrifying character of yours, <laughs> sorry, um, was was Doug the Thug from Danger Force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Man, oh man. 
I, you know, I, I, a couple months back, I'd been kind of browsing your IMDb, and I'm like, I gotta check this one out just, oh my god, just to see what's going on here. And um, I, you know, if only you were evil enough to steal those books. Oh man, <laughs> stealing books. My son was peeing his pants at that show. So, okay, you got to go back and watch it. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, I did. So we had, so if you get a chance to watch it again, my, uh, I, the stunt coordinator was there and I told him, I said, look, you know, Mandalorian. I said, you know, I've done, you know, Megalodon, you know, I've done a ton of, you know, different stunts and things like that. Uh, Sage combat. If you need me to jump into this fight, let me know. But there's a whole political thing with it. Like, you know, if you're not a stunt guy, like Mandalorian, they actually let me uh, dive and everything else. They, they, they were like, you do what you feel comfortable with because it's liability. So mm. with liability, unfortunately, the stunt coordinator, I was only hired as a guest star, not a stuntman. He said, do me a favor. He said, just go back near the wall and just pretend like you're you're watching the fight, right? But, yeah. but here's the problem. The problem is the camera from both angles is on me watching the fight. And after about two seconds, I mean, how much can you sell not getting in not wanting to get in the fight? So for literally for two minutes, I mean, I'm sitting there like trying to shadow box, and it's the funniest, most ridiculous friend. My son, he can't, he does not let me off the hook with it because he's like, this is so cringe, this whole freaking thing right now. It's so ridiculous. And, and I even told the stunt coordinator, I was like, have me jump out the window, have me like run off the freaking stage because this is so embarrassing. But you got to see, they left the whole thing in there, and the whole time I'm sitting there like trying to make it like I'm trying to get in a fight, but it's like, how many times can you do this? This stage act, you know, is ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, but, but we had we had a lot of fun, and it, like I said, I, I just wanted to uh, going back to do a movie actually uh, very similar. It had sort of an anonymous killer's tone, but it's a really talented actress um, in Florida. It's called Deceived. We were supposed to be filming next month. It got pushed off because they just want to uh, fine tune some rewrites, and I told them I'm not available until after this tour. I want to just give one last. Wow. A final commitment to, to make Gecko's legacy e immortal. Um, but then we're going to go back and do Deceive. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm not going to have any content until 2022. But um, I, I really feel that this Star Wars investment uh, will, will pay off. Fantastic. Yeah, that's, um, you know, it's you. It's like a train just barreling through <laughs> the country at this point. <laughs> um, like you mentioned with the um, charitable works that you're doing and everything, you have the um, grant that you have for your grandfather. Yeah? That, yeah, that's correct. Over at Ossining High School, I grew up uh, 40 minutes north of New York City. I was giving uh, $500 to a student that wants to go on to pursue uh, the arts. So uh, heavily involved even before Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I will tell you last year during the tour, managed to raise over three thousand dollars two thousand for make a wish foundation a thousand for the peter mayu foundation with angie mayu and also uh over six hundred dollars uh for the Affleck cancer research fund uh and that was through the atlanta brick company really cool lego uh store and the uh the southern garrison uh the 501st oh, out of yeah. alabama uh i can't do enough uh for the charities uh to say thank you to give back uh to be a positive ambassador for the star wars community uh but again all we're asking for is to continue it on because again uh, you can you can only do this for so long. I just think uh, hopefully the comic will immortalize him, and I'm 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 hopeful uh, we'll hear some good things from Disney. Yeah, and yeah, you've been uh, doing that uh, grant at Ossing High School since 2011, right? That's that's how far back this. That's 10 years now. That's a decade. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, thank you so much. You know, we look at for me, I put things in perspective, and uh, I'm sure your grandparents, uh, part of that great generation. Again, they had their times. You know, I mean, things are never perfect in this country. 
Um, but the one thing with that generation is they went through the Depression. They went through World War II. Um, so, you know, as a kid of the 80s where literally I'm going home and worry, you know, trying to decide between Cheetos and Lays and, and whether I should play Super Mario or Zelda, <laughs> you know, you really put things in perspective. And I think that's why we get annoyed sometimes with some of the younger generation where you say you've got to be kidding me because uh, we have it very good. So uh, the one thing I try to do is try to pay it forward because, again, when you when you educate yourself, you realize how lucky we are to be a part of a uh, history to where we have, you know, <laughs> so many uh, luxuries there. We just uh, people are not aware. Most times it gets taken for granted, which is, uh, you know, unfortunate. But again, you know, being in that position of influence and, you know, in the public eye, you have that uh, almost leverage to to use that platform to leave it better than you found it mm. absolutely of unity not hate yeah of unity uh but uh yeah it'd be nice if more people got got onto that but absolutely you know we can only do it with within our own four walls and you know for me it's all about love and humanism you know yeah we also really appreciated in the anonymous killers at the end there uh, i don't want to be too spoilery here for some for the people who haven't seen it but uh we love that star wars call out at the end of the movie I don't know if you know what we're talking about here, but um, there's, a, there's a female character and a male character who are seemingly getting away from the, the bad guy. And uh, she pulls out basically the Mandalorian's um, phase rifle and uh, <laughs> electro shocks him. So we really love that call out to the Mandalorian. And uh, it's amazing you got that. You slipped that one in there. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's the NC-17 version of uh, the Mandalorian right there. You know, it's a beautiful... Gabriela Lopez there. Oh my God. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I forget his name, but Curtis, I think uh, uh, Kevin Glickman. Yeah. Amazing talents there. But uh, yeah, it's, that was, that was something else. Really interesting. You know, and it was a great, a very interesting message there through the whole thing poetically, even though that yeah. was definitely an intense ending for sure. Right. Right. <laughs> I have my thoughts on it, but again, not to be too spoilery. I liked you better in Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, in terms of well, no, I I, I loved your character. I just was not was not happy with the end. Oh no, 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 yeah, no, of course, yeah. Um, like I said, you know, it was uh, it was I think an interesting message from the director in terms of uh, uh, you know, and I mean, hopefully, I you know, it's not the case the corporate in this situation where you know you plead your case and you cry and you tell every you know yeah. the world in terms of your situation, and at the end of the day, it still doesn't matter, you know. Uh, yeah. So I thought you know as much as that's a dark message. I thought it was a, a very powerful message from the director and mm -hmm. that, you know, you can sit there and, and, and talk about, you know, what was me and, and, and look what everything I had to overcome. And it's like, uh -huh. yeah, all right, thanks. Next. <laughs> yeah. And open for interpretation. Yeah, exactly. It's a conversation starter too. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, you know, hopefully it'll, uh, you know, like a lot of those films that uh, end up getting its life on video, you know, even in the, in the theaters, uh, end up becoming legendary. Uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be a, a great uh, film for a lot of uh, soci sociology classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's certain um, certain parallels to, you know, the characters that, that you almost empathize with and then some that you don't. And then how it ends up for them is um, uh, not is it's somewhat telling, you yeah. know, it's it's um, it's not um, not necessarily how you would expect it to play out, but it's that's how that's how life plays out. Mm. Right. And, and, you know, I, I think the other thing that he was nodding to was also the top, top 1%, you know, and that uh, have us fight amongst each other or have us murder each other or have the gangs continue or the gun violence or the violence or the chaos so that they continue to stay in power and stay on top. I thought that was also an interesting 
sort of angle as far as, uh, uh, you know, could be a point of view there, which I thought, again, was pretty poignant. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be seeing you uh, August 7th in uh, at uh, Emerald City Comics uh, in St. Peter's, well, Tampa, St. Petersburg. Um, if people and want, how great is it that it's that comic shop? Yeah, because we've been there before, and we, we've gotten. We a... love that place. Yeah, exactly. So we know exactly where it is, and there's a uh, there's a couple of really great restaurants around there, and so some small little local businesses right around there that we've been to as well. So it's a great little area. Absolutely. So uh, once August comes, after August, I mean, we're looking at gentlemen over thirty five thousand miles of an investment on this character. Um, we're what? going to Alaska. We're going to Anchorage, Alaska, where I've got an RSVP. Of over 100 people at Bosco's uh, Comic, that's going to be late May. Um, we are covering, I want to say, i got to count it again, uh, but I want to say 35 out of the 50 states and probably driving through uh, probably about 43 of the 50 states there. So uh, uh, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to knock off a little more pop culture. I, I just finished Lewis and Clark Journals. Uh, they've nice. got a great uh, book uh, and a great museum, I'm sorry, in uh, St. Charles, Missouri, which is where they launched. They spent two winters. One was at Fort Clatsop in Oregon. I'm going to try to hit that after my final uh, stop before I head down the five uh, to back to Hollywood. And also up in Bismarck, North Dakota, uh, with the Mandan Village, that's where they spent their first winter. Uh, it's crazy wow. to think that I'm going to make that trip within three days by car, uh, or not even. You can do it in two days or, or even a day and a half. Uh, and to think that it took them uh, almost an entire year to row up there. Uh, uh, just these men, and along with Saka Gawea, I just am completely blown away with. Um, in Nashville, I'd love to uh, pay my respects to June Carter, Johnny Cash. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also in Northwest uh, Atlanta. I'd like to pay uh, pay my respects to the uh, the Chick the Chicktaw uh, Chicktaw. Mm -hmm. I forget how uh, how you pronounce it, and also the Cherokee. Um, and then uh, we're gonna hit to um, oh God Valley Forge uh, over oh, in Valley uh, Forge. Pennsylvania. Nice. So, uh, from. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I grew yeah. up like ten miles from there. Yeah, awesome. And then Lexington Concord up in Massachusetts. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be, you know, again, for me, I always say, you know, even with restaurants, don't go to Cheesecake Factory, don't go to McDonald's. And the same thing, if you go somewhere new, uh, make sure you're hitting museums, because that to me is just the fruit of life, you know. So uh, we're definitely going to take advantage. I love being on the road. Uh, the people in the Midwest and, and also the Star Wars community up till now have just completely embraced me. Uh, so it's just been such a joy. My older son, Dante, uh, again, this is for his fun. He's going to be there with me for about two and a half weeks from Los Angeles all the way to Chicago. And then I'm going to be riding solo for about a month there, just going literally stop to stop, town to town, uh, like a traveling salesman uh, <laughs> with a presidential campaign of Gecko the Bounty Hunter. I wish I had a caboose in a train uh, where I could have uh, a big gecko on the back, you know? Yeah, um, right. <laughs> pretty, pretty much what it's going to be. Uh, my agent, you know, he wasn't happy about taking this much time off. But again, I... I you know, you've got to go bold, and, and uh, what a hopefully a beautiful story it will be uh, for for you know a Star Wars bounty hunter there. Fantastic. Yeah, and I think ultimately it's um, you know it's it's something that you have to reconcile with, and you know if it's something that you feel passionate about, whether it you know sees a whole bunch of traction or not, it's something that you feel you know uh, a duty to do and and to to reach out and to connect with people and. You know, if it if it has absolutely no influence on the overall story or anything like that, you can still go home proud yes. of what you've done and 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 the, the the people you've connected with, and and that in its own right is is a, is a reward. 
Yeah, I certainly will. I, I know England wants me in November, but without question, by Christmas, we would certainly make an announcement thanking everybody. The one thing for me is just not to want to dilute it. You know, it's very heartbreaking. I remember even seeing Corey Haim at a convention before he passed away. It was a small one at this, you know, rickety hotel in North Hollywood, you know, and you see this room. And even as an actor myself, it just breaks your heart. Mm. Um, you have to know when to exit stage left. Uh, again, at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I might be one of those guys, too. But also, you know, it's just there's something about knowing when to gracefully sort of, you know, even with posting. I remember I had one actor friend. He posts his reel, his television reel from like Law and Order from 19 freaking 97 every other day. And it's like, dude, you know, it's like, hey, look at me, Anonymous Killers. And it's 2020 freaking eight. You know, it's like you have to you, you got to know when to do it. And it's funny because I always tell like some other actors, I said, you got to push as hard as you can before the release date. Because it's just, that's the way it is. I'm reading Robin Williams' book now to where he was almost yesterday's news with a lot of his earlier work. I mean, World yeah. According to Garp. Mm. And, uh, uh, oh boy, I mean, there were a few other ones there as well to where, I mean, he was literally hanging by a thread until Good Morning Vietnam. And then all of a sudden they said, oh, okay, now we see it. But mm, I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, it's a scary business um, to where you just have to appreciate those small victories. Uh, but unfortunately, just like uh, a major league ball players, it's a, a very short lived yeah. uh, spark, but you have to know when to uh, exit gracefully there. So if people want to find out where you're going to be um, across the U.S., is there a place they can uh, visit to get the uh, the full schedule? Absolutely. Uh, Lair of the Gecko on Facebook. Uh, you've got Twitter, uh, which is Gecko the Hunter. And then also on Instagram, it's Dominic Pace One. I do have Gecko the Bounty Hunter dot com as well. Uh, we're going to keep that up for a while. And I do have tour dates over there that I just updated. Uh, again, we're looking at about uh, close to 60 stores uh, and we're starting tomorrow there. So uh, then after uh, next weekend there, it's, it's going to start picking up May the 4th. Uh, we've got Reno, uh, Vegas. We've got Revenge of the 5th. Uh, and then all of a sudden <laughs> in June, it's going to start going crazy from Arizona, New Mexico uh, to all the way through Texas. And then uh, we're going to be hot starting there from uh, the middle of June all the way to late August. So I uh, appreciate everyone's support along the way. Uh, and appreciate everyone understanding uh, the good intentions that I have, not only with the franchise, uh, but also with this character. And we hope that it will prevail. And hopefully, again, it will be historic um, to where it came from nothing and it, it became something. All right. <laughs> Pat, you want to want to run through our um, socials? Uh, you know, I thought about it, but, you know, he's our thunder, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um yeah, I guess we can uh we can talk about our stuff. We are on the uh on the Facebooks. Um we are at um Facebook.com slash conversations. Uh we have our conversations.com website. We're on Twitter. Well you're on Twitter at Swations. <laughs> and um we've got the Instagrams at Conversations and um that's it. I mean, you know, we haven't made any T-shirts lately, so we don't have to talk about any of them. Uh, but we're going to. <laughs> yes. We intend to. And uh, um, we're also part of the Red 5 Network, and you're going to be stopping by and seeing Ro at uh, at ScarifCon there in yeah. uh, Chicago. What's another yeah. one of your stops? That'll be July 10th, yeah, at Alley Cap Comics in Chicago. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, man, I mean, if you're a foodie, uh, you're, you couldn't be in a better <laughs> spot other than New Orleans in the country, in my opinion. Uh, you just got to come on an empty stomach. That deep dish, especially after your 40s, man, I'll get <laughs> one slice, I'll put you away. It's crazy. I mean, literally, you're like, you know, I'm a big guy. I was 18 years old. It's, I put the whole thing away. Yeah, now, forget it. You, you're lucky even to get one slice. Uh, it, it's insane. 
But just uh, <laughs> no better company than Roe and WSDR Media up there yeah. and Rebel Base Card. Uh, so many great uh, media outlets. And uh, I, I just can't tell you how grateful I am for everyone's support. Uh, not to mention Rebel Force Radio. Uh, everyone's just been amazing. Jimmy Mack uh, and that team over there. Uh, they've just, uh, they, <laughs> they literally launched Gecko there in certain ways last year, which was insane. So appreciate you all. Absolutely. And then we, you know, we obviously, I think um, everybody's uh, shown you appreciation by, you know, wanting to just to keep talking with you and just and just get into the to the meat of what's going on and not only in your tour, but in your life and in your projects and all that, because you, you, you're down to earth. You're one of us. There you go. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, I, I, I feel like I'm talking to a cousin. <laughs> that's what's great about. I tell you, that's a beautiful joy of getting older. I'm actually going to watch curb your enthusiasm, but you're just over it. You know, you're just over all the corporate stuff. <laughs> and the beautiful thing is, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, again, it's not like, you know, our, our views are extreme or anything, but you just, you just get tired. So either way, no, I appreciate it. And uh, as they always say back East, you know, you got to keep it real there, you know? And that's, I think, I think a lot of the reception is that mm-hmm. is, you know this guy this guy is this is this is dominic right here this is him this is how he is yeah and face value and that's that's i think where so much of the appreciation comes from because it's not an act you're not you know trying to get you know face time in terms of trying to um you know push any sort of agenda you're just you're just doing your thing you're trudging through the muck and and you know making a name for yourself and providing an example for your family Thank you. I appreciate you all. And, and thank you. And, and I, again, for the entire audience, thank you for recognizing that. I can't tell you how important it's going to come into play here over the next few months. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us tonight, Dominic. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, as always, uh, you're welcome to come back whenever, uh, whenever you want to come back. We open arms. We'll have you back just like the Cugini there. We'll, uh, we'll have a nice big seven course meal and we'll enjoy. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. All the best to your listeners. And I uh, can't wait to see you guys in Tampa. going to be a lot of fun. Sweet. See you Absolutely. then. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. You do the same. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. <laughs>